to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. And this week we are doing the television miniseries WandaVision. I'm yeah. so excited. <laughs> I feel like we had a lot of requests for this. Did we have a lot of requests? I think we had a lot of requests uh, right when it ended. And I had, I had to like, I was on Twitter and I was telling people like, yeah, I don't know. We're going to do it like April 1st because as the way it works, right, is we record these ahead of time and there was no way to know if the villain was right. (laughs) (laughs) We just signed on for it anyway. Until this was all released, that final episode was out. So this is kind of like our first uh, chance to get at it. So this is about as current as we could possibly be. I think. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, maybe not, but, uh, I honestly, (laughs) I waited to, I didn't start watching it until it was all done. Right. So, because I know myself and I can't, I can't just watch it like weekly anymore. My brain doesn't work that way. I just need to wait till it's all finished. And then I'm just going to binge it for like one to two days and get everything done. Because I also find sometimes if you wait, I'm like expectations too high. Like I just want to watch this all in a row. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And no, and it's very bingeable. Like I rewatched it. Uh, I watched it week by week first time, and then t- for the this podcast, I basically binged it over a day and a half. Like, yeah. So it's it's. I've rewatched it. I've got a comprehensive notes. I've actually organized <laughs> my thoughts on this. I Do have you know? <laughs> so many notes. This is the, I, this might be the most amount of notes I've ever had. I gotta say, what's your opinion on this? Because in my opinion. The second watch is so much darker than the first watch. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. There were so many moments where I was like, pull, I could have pulled my collar off of my shirt. I was like, oh, oh, oh my gosh. Like, well, it's one of those things where it's like once you have the, like I think first time you watch it, you know that there's something going on. It's mm-hmm. not like everything is, it's weird anyway, right from the beginning. But on the second watch, like kind of knowing how it ends and what's actually going on, there's like a lot of very subtle details in it <gasps> that you're right, are much darker the second time so through. So chilling. Um, I will say I really liked WandaVision. I thought um, uh, w- uh, Wanda and Vision are two of the characters in the Marvel Universe I care the least about, uh, or, or cared the least about, largely to do with the fact that like age of Ultron is such like a bloated mess of a movie and they were both, <laughs> yeah. they're both introduced in that. And it's just like, you know, I haven't really latched onto them, but man, do I care about them now? Oh Holy yeah. Cow. They really, they, they, they sweep you into it. Yeah. Um, but to get to the point of this, <laughs> um, man, I'm T Magnus. Agatha. Agatha, (laughs) she is who I am here to defend, okay? Because Lord Almighty does want to make a big mess for a lot of people, and Agatha does a lot of stuff where I'm like, yeah, for sure, girl, you go get it, this makes sense for you. Yeah, absolutely, I'm here to defend Agatha, and I'm also here to defend uh, Director Hayward. Uh, Those, I think, are the main two villains of the show anyway and i oh think, you mean like the boss man there yeah the boss the, the, oh no the, fuck that guy no i'm gonna argue with you about that guy <laughs> oh no, no, no i oh i i think everybody <laughs> is right in this who opposes wanda i think and main thesis for this this episode is gonna be wanda has always been a villain is and has always been a villain but i guess like um 
I don't know. Should we do the recap of this? Like, I feel like this. I is don't a know lot. because I feel like if you haven't seen it, there's no way I like. I could <laughs> give you a recap, but you you just have to watch it to get what we're gonna start talking about. I guess that's true. Yeah. Uh, so hands up, uh, audience. If if anybody here has uh, is listening to this and hasn't seen it, nobody. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once you know the end, once you know that she's having basically a breakdown, I don't think we can just, I, 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 that's how I want to label it. Yes. Am I wrong? I think that's how, what's happening. She's having a breakdown. Fair enough. Okay. And a fair breakdown. I must say a lot of stuff's happened. (laughs) You deserve it. Okay. You deserve (laughs) a bit of a breakdown girl. Absolutely. Where I struggle. Give a good ugly cry. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. But where I struggle is. You, you've, you've involved everyone else. You've involved too many people, too many strangers, too many. You've created things and people and life and then take it out in a week. Yeah. There, it's, it's heavy. It's, it's way heavier watch second time around. I got to tell you. Because the first heavier. time it's like, ooh, we're watching fun sitcoms and like there's this air of mystery <laughs> and, you know, something funky is happening here. And then when you watch it the second time, you note every time she's having like a little bit of a glitch or a little bit of a problem. Like she literally, okay, so let's start with this. Literally almost kills a man. First episode. Oh, the choking? Yes. Yeah, so the boss comes over. He's choking on something at dinner. And I wrote that down, uh, which is like that That was so dark the second time. Because yes. he just, because he goes, there's, you realize, you, you realize that there's all these moments where the actual personalities of the people or, or their, their, um, thoughts are coming through. And that's mm-hmm. the first instance of it. And it's terrifying because the boss asks them, uh, yeah, why are you here? Like, what's your story? Why are you here? Why are you here? And then starts choking, which we know Wanda is doing. Oh, that that's not... Ha- oh, you know what? And I actually made a very different interpretation of that scene. Oh, okay. Because, no. because she's controlling everyone, I very much took that as she's actually... Upon being asked that question, she realized that she didn't know and she's asking herself that question over and over again. This is her having a oh. bit of a breakdown. And that's why that guy kind of chokes because she starts losing control a bit because she's like, I don't know. See, Where and- am I from? <laughs> like, yeah. what, what did get me here? And in my mind, that was actually just her repeating it to herself. Okay, I could see that too. But the th- other thing that got me was just, and I think it th- I interpreted it as that's like the the person, the real person trying to come out because then the wife is just sitting there with a smile on her face as the husband's choking and she's just going, stop it, stop it, stop it. Not to her husband. She's saying that to Wanda, like stop choking my husband, stop killing him, stop killing him. Oh, I took that as she was on repeat because that's like Wanda still put her in a pleasant mode. Like she has to be in a pleasant mode and that's just her response to this. It's That's like, fair. oh, I'm pleasant. Please stop. You're being impolite by choking. Please yeah. stop. You're ruining the scene. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of way. how I took that. I, I, I guess I went darker, but um, <laughs> yeah. And then there's a whole bunch of things where it's like, uh, where uh, in the second episode, they mentioned that like that the neighbors have been talking about a strange couple who've been seen around the neighborhood. Like, and the implication is that it is them. 
they even joke about like, you don't think they're talking about us, are you? <laughs> but it is because they are the ones who are causing all this trouble. Like, I think there's moments where like people's real personality is seeping out. And I think one way that Wanda begins to even lose control more of the situation is trying to clamp down on it. Oh like yeah, I, for sure. She has a like, couple of moments where she snaps off. Yeah. Chokes everybody. You know, there's, I think the main point that I want to get to is that there's, there's literally a moment where one of them says, just let us die. Like that's how awful <laughs> this is. Let us die. Yes. Oh no, you're the bad witch. You are the bad witch. She, yes. Oh, absolutely. I wrote down so many lines here. So uh, right at that end episode where they're all coming up to, to, to beg, she's like, I have a daughter. Please let her leave her room. I just want to hold her again. Oh, chilling. She can be your son's like playmate or like school bully. Yeah, like whatever. write him into the story. Can you please write my kid yeah. in so that my kid can function? Yeah. Uh, when, you let, when you let us sleep. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> we share your nightmares. <laughs> your grief is poisoning us. And if you, yeah, I, and the same one you said, if you won't let us go, just let us die. And that is so extreme. And um, Rambo, when she comes back, uh, Hayward, director Hayward, reads her things and he goes, You describe being under her control as excruciating, terrifying a violation and i am so against the the team of rambo darcy and Wu because they're basically just like but she's good oh <laughs> yeah okay and that's that's a thing i want to hang a lantern on which is not only has wanda been a villain the entire time because uh which we'll get to in a bit but she is given so much leeway by the Marvel universe, I guess, or like the characters in it, because she is a named character with a backstory. Like compare this to Iron Man, where it's like, there's a group of men with guns who've taken over a town. Iron Man would fly right into that town and shoot them all in the head and fly off without a moment's notice. Absolutely. Right. But because it's Wanda there, they've got to be like, no, it's not her fault. Give it away. You know, like so many villains have done so much less than this and had such extreme retribution for it that this is like Wanda is not being treated fairly in this and not Absolutely. in like. Yeah. And I think it also is because like you kind of when you're watching this story, you do get swept up in this like Jimmy Woo. um Rambo, you know, sort of situation because they're all super likable characters. Yes. Like <laughs> I love Jimmy Woo. Like I love him. I, he's so funny. He's so charming. Every time I see him, I'm like, I, I also just like love Randall Park. Like I'm like everything he's in. I'm like, you're just such a talented, so funny human being. The close up mag magic. Yes. Thing. Cause we just finished, like when I first saw that, we just finished doing Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Yeah. And so like it was fresh in my head and he does like the little card flip to show it. And I'm like, Oh, love, love, I me love him. And you magic, get magic. swept up in that, but you're right. It's like, it kind of reminds me of the friend that you always make an excuse for. Cause you're like, right. 
oh, well, you know, yeah, sure, he yells at everybody when he's wasted, but when we were five, he saved Jimmy from the river, so, you know, you just gotta let it happen. <laughs> like, it's just kind of like they're kind of always making an excuse. Like, even at the end, Captain Rambo is like, she She even says to Wanda, to kind of like validate Wanda a little bit and be like, they'll never know what you sacrificed for them. And it's like, you tortured them. <laughs> Fuck like you. Week. I hope yeah. you had to sacrifice some shit because you tortured us for well over a week. Okay. They'll never know what you sacrificed. You literally, you. yeah, <laughs> I was just so blown away by that because there's a couple of moments where I'm like, okay, I get that this is supposed to sound like I get what we're trying to do here, but you're not saying what you think you're saying. So like at one point Wanda comes out when they, when they try and hit her with the drone, right? They send in an eighties drone because Compl they figure and, out. And I'm going to, I'm <laughs> team Hayward completely legitimate completely reasonable response okay yeah so they send in the drone captain rambo doesn't know that it's armed which honestly i feel like even if you hit this one she's probably fine <laughs> <laughs> either way okay so they send that drone and she comes out with the drone and in her speech to this man she says i'm not the one with guns here and it's like, no, but you are the one with incalculable power. <laughs> you, can, you, you are a living, breathing, killing machine. You can't come out and be like, well, I'm not pointing a gun at you. Your eyes are guns. Your eyes are guns. Okay. Anywhere you look, you're pointing a gun. You can't. That's not the Trump card you think it is. <laughs> it's really not. I've, I've just isolated in an entire town from reality yeah. <laughs> and can and can project energy at will at people literally and 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 going back i said i don't really like one i didn't like wanda and i didn't like vision before this another reason is is that they are uh too they over they're overpowered right wanda could have and i think they even mentioned in the show that wanda could have single-handedly defeated thanos uh, yes but didn't because she was hung up with vision and vision similarly could have uh probably defeated thanos one-on-one -on -one. but they have to like sideline them in a lot of plots because they're too powerful you know what i mean yeah so wanda is absolutely a deadly weapon um and has been before so like here here's the rundown that they give in the show of wanda she was radicalized by hydra so which, you know, we see later, like, it's because of Tony Stark, the ultimate villain of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Which is true, uh, yes. Every time I see a Tony Stark thing, I'm like, that bastard. Look at the hell. So she used her powers against the Avengers and helped assist Ultron. She turns at the last minute, whatever. Then she, in Lagos, she kills innocent civilians. She kills some Wakandans, right? She fucks that up. Then in Germany, she, she fights on Captain America's side against the Sokovia Accords, the very thing that was put in place to prevent something that she helped make happen. Right? Yeah. So, like, at multiple t points, she's just like, uh, I'm responsible for the destruction of my home, t my home city. Uh, the, the UN motion to, uh, to, to make sure that superheroes have accountability, I'm going to physically fight against. And, and at the end, 
end credits, it very much seems like they are setting her up to be the, the villain of the next uh, Doctor Strange movie. Like, did you see the end credits scene? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought up the end credits because this is something that I would like to talk about. I don't know if it's just Canadian because there are a lot of extra credits at the end that are like, oh, this publication or this public or like not publication, but like um, this distribution um, that they have to list the credits for. Seven minutes of credits is the most offensive thing. <laughs> that is so <laughs> offensive. How dare you? Just and, and I was talking to Craig about this and he was like, well, you know, you can just skip past them. And it's like, of course I can. I know I can skip past them, but the audacity. <laughs> The audacity, okay, to put up seven minutes of credits and then sometimes put like four minutes of credits and then drop a video in the middle of that and be like, hope you were watching the credits. You know, you got to watch the credits with us. And it's like, well, sure, I can do that. And I can sign that as a viewer agreement. Yes, Marvel, I will always watch your credits because this is what you do. Okay, but don't make them seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, and if I watched it in English, maybe I don't care who the uh, Cantonese language voices were, you know, God like damn. or like, the Dutch or the Spanish please or the like. release <laughs> us from this, okay? If you this want is... us to watch the extra video, make your credits reasonable. Reasonable credits. This this is our uh, wand of mind control that Disney has on us. The oh, dude, I was to make us watch six minute credits. Well, okay, and I think what is upsetting because I when I'm watching something I like, I always want more, right? Yeah. So when I click, when I first click on WandaVision and it tells me it's going to be a half hour, I think it's going to be around a half hour. I'm like, I'm going to get a full episode of something, not twenty two minutes. Okay. <laughs> And then, th- and then, like two minutes of nice looking credits, and then crap afterwards. At least make them all look nice. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? I is that's that. I would say that is the most upsetting thing about Wandavision for me. Yeah, I think one final point I do want to just make about Wanda, though, with her always being a villain. We talked about this on our Shazam episode. Mind control is inherently an evil power. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, without question. Now, okay, and now that you've brought that up, I want to know some of the timelines, okay, of these things. Because I think Wanda would be a very, a way more reasonable character in my mind if this I don't know what's going on thing lasted longer. Because she, you know, she knows, at least is kind of aware of what's happening by the end of episode two. Because she rewinds uh, yeah. time or rewinds whatever. I, I don't know exactly how you want to describe that situation, but they get the the secure the guy from Sword to come up. He's turned into a beekeeper because everything that enters into this universe gets turned into something that fits. Okay. He comes up and she goes, not yet, and then turns it back. So you know <laughs> on some level that this isn't good that this isn't real, that you are controlling something here. You're controlling the broadcast. You're controlling what's being sent out, what's being seen. Even if you don't know how you got here, you can still assess and go, maybe what I'm doing isn't correct. Yeah, and I would maybe give it uh, 
I'm not sure when she clues in. Like, there's something off. I would say that by the time she throws Rambo out of the town, uh, she knows. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm yeah. here to make the argument she knew a beekeeper. She if knew you, a beekeeper. Yeah, you know a beekeeper. You know to as soon as you're like rewinding stuff, so your partner doesn't see, which is a whole other level for me, because. Not only are you manipulating and mind controlling everyone around you, but you're manipulating the situation so the partner that you've created doesn't realize what's going on. That's 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 extra bad. Yeah. That's absolutely she'll literally say things like, "Oh, he needed a distraction today." When they were like, "Why is dad at work on Saturday?" And she's like, "No, it's Monday." They were like, "But it was Saturday this morning." Oh, he needed a distraction. I need. She's him literally. Out of, yeah. 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 Like I needed him out of here, not thinking about this because he's getting close to realizing what's going on, and he, I know he's going to stop me because what I'm doing is wrong. Right, and I, th- I think you. Uh, that's what I really liked about Vision's arc in this is like he starts off as her kind of um, blank slate vision or like vision of vision uh (laughs) idea of what vision is and like he develops into like not being able to be controlled by her and like having his own opinions and morality and things like that like that was really interesting and i think they also mentioned that like she couldn't control the kids at a certain point too like they decide when they aged up and they decided yes uh, what they they do um which was like subtle but like uh that kind of worked but yeah just like the things that she could not control which i think brings us to uh agnes ah my favorite agatha harkness uh when you when you asked me about this you're like do you think we could do this i was like okay i'll watch it and i'll get back to you as soon as i finished i was like i will fight for this woman (laughs) (laughs) i absolutely will fight for this woman for sure because there's so many pockets that are understandable from her point of view I think, honestly, the only thing she does that I'm like, I don't like that, is she kills the dog. And I'm going to hang, I'm going to say this again, because this comes up a few different times. She kidnaps the kids, too. Oh, okay. Well, I already have an argument for that. What's worse, kidnapping kids or letting them dissolve? (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. But she also knows these are all imaginary people. They are spells. She, Agatha knows these are not real. The only people mm. she actually harms or attempts to harm are a, an imaginary dog and imaginary children. Okay, here's where I'm going to argue that those aren't actually technically imaginary children. Okay, because... What what are children if not two people coming together and conceiving? Even if the timeline changes, even if it's like oh, she was only in labor for 20 or she was like pregnant for 24 hours, it was still you two getting together. These two people were created, but you've created certain rules for them, essentially. I'm going to argue that they are as living as anything else. Oh, no, no, no. Absolutely. Absolutely. What is a living thing? (laughs) (laughs) They're they're spells. They don't, they don't, no. No, they exist. They absolutely exist. She created them. She can create. (laughs) 
she can create, but she can't. Yeah, I don't know. But if they can't exist outside of this like imaginary world that she's created, then they're not quote unquote real. They're they're manifestations of of the uh, of the spell. Like it, okay, so you're saying if a section of matter can't exist in another place, then it doesn't exist. Well, it's like it's been created under a delusion. Yeah, like. Like here's the thing. The the truck the truck that gets pulled in is real that Darcy's driving, right? Yes. The tr- but it's a military truck on the outside. It gets turned into a uh an ice cream truck on the inside. So things have changed. But but the kids and the dog and vision can't exist outside of this. So it's not like it's not like like it'd be one thing if she the kids are created or whatever and then the hex goes away. And they're they're like a, a dog or a you know an old man as a plumber or something like that, right? Like when they come out of the hex, but they're not. They disappear. They can't exist outside. Yes, but my argument is is just because you can only exist in a certain environment doesn't mean you don't exist. <sighs> no, I d- ah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, if I knew My more science, is, I would really like to give you like a very, like some sort of. I understand exactly what you're saying. Do you know it's what I'm saying? It's a very good point. It's a very good point. <laughs> it just undermines my argument very much. <laughs> like I, I, think, st- I, I argue, think, yeah, that if you still can exist in, in a certain condition, like in a certain environment, then you do exist in a certain capacity. Your matter, your breathing, you, these things make their own decisions. They're not necessarily pulled by whatever Wanda wants to do. Like these kids age up when they want to. If you have free will, do you not exist? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Australia and derails honestly, a lot of arguments we're gonna make later on. But yeah, you're but right. But sorry, but like honestly, <laughs> the net. Oh. Like when she's when the, the her she's bringing her world back and going okay I'm gonna release all these people or whatever. Oh, that was and that was super heartbreaking to me. Like oh. you know we're taking the piss out of it, but like uh, that was a heartbreaking. Oh my god! As it's uh, no, like uh, closing in on the house and they're putting the kids to bed and like. And you know saying, those kids are about to dissolve. You're like yeah, yeah that's a, that's a huge yeah that's that's not fun. You know, a fun kinda, moment. you know what it kind of reminded me of? What's uh, that? The, a movie that I absolutely would not recommend to any single person <laughs> ever, okay. especially now, but uh, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. It's like oh. Steve Carell and um, Kira Knightley. Okay. And like all the way through, it's like there's a meteor that's about to hit the earth and like, Kira Knightley and uh, and uh, Steve Carell kind of like get together, and it's kind of like madcap adventure, right? Like it's wacky, and they're like meeting all these people who are like kind of going crazy because of it, and like, but through it they kind of get together, and it's this real kind of light comedy, and then right at the end the meteor is about to hit, and they like kind of come back and they find each other, and then they just are holding each other lying in bed crying and then the movie just ends <laughs> jesus and it is the most depressing <laughs> and shocking thing in the world because you think it's going to be this is a crazy comedy yeah we force these two characters together because they now realize what's important in life 
And oh, turns out the meteor missed. Asteroid missed. Oh, yeah. good good news, everyone. You got a second <laughs> chance. Here's what you learned. And this movie just like turns hard into like, and now everybody's gone. Like not just the characters you like. World over. No epilogue. Yeah, that's dark. <laughs> just that's done. A- and it stuck with me for days. I It put me in a mood for days. And this was like back in 2016 I watched this. This is like days I was depressed by this ending. So like that c- coming, uh, like uh, coming in on the house, the thing and saying goodbye kind of like tinged that for me. But like with the positive spin of I knew something else would come out of it, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, like the the second the original vision, right? Yeah, or I think like we. The town I think you needed restored. that a bit. Like yeah. you needed, you needed a little bit of maybe, maybe this isn't as tragic as we've pitched it. Well, and obviously the kids are still alive too in another dimension or something. Like you said in the end credits, you hear their voice. Blah blah blah. Oh yeah, like people, those whatever. those kids <laughs> exist. They exist. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I will keep saying this. Um, okay, so to get into my list of arguments for Agatha. <laughs> Firstly, okay, so. What I love about this character is we get actually a really good view of kind of what happened with her originally, how she's kind of like this. You know we love that on this podcast. So when we first see Agatha's past, it's actually her being sentenced to death, essentially. Um, Yeah, by the other witches in her coven, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, her whole crew gets together and is like, you know what? We're going to torch this bitch. Um, For knowing too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For practicing magic that we say you can't. I I, I think there should be maybe a couple other steps before we murder someone. Um, They try and get her, get got themselves, of course, as is magic law, I believe. If you start trying to... Magic law dictates if you start killing someone and they kill you back, fair play. Fair play. Um, I think that's written somewhere. I'm pretty sure. Um, and her own... I think the most devastating thing is her own mother. Yeah. Right? Because she she literally... like she And you can try and decide whether you think it's a trick or not. I took it sincerely. Like, please, like, I can be good. And her mom's like, no, you can't. Oh, devastating. <laughs> oh, what a devastating burn from your, her final words were, you can't be good. <laughs> you got yeah, that's got to live with you for a bit, right? You got to, oh, you're going to take that place. Your mom? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You're going to take that places. And yet somehow this woman did not imprison an entire city after that. She, she took a different path. She was like, you know what? I'm going to do me for a bit. And to work on myself, read some books. And in fact, we haven't heard shit from her for like 300 years. Yeah, she's been chilling. Okay, <laughs> she's been fine. You know Has what I not mean? caused any problems. Nothing major. No. To um, the point that Wanda's magic actually like alerts her and draws her over to her and is like, what's happening here? Which is a fair question for a witch that is however many years old to ask, I think. I've lived for centuries. I don't know what this is. Let's go investigate. And she knows it's hard to do 
it's impressive. The scope and scale of the spell is impressive. And like, yeah, really Agatha's entire motivation is just figuring out what's going on. And she says that several times, even when she's, even when she's taking over, even when she starts going, okay, come into my, like she lures her into her den, come down to this den um, where like you can't perform magic or whatever. That had to happen. That had to happen. Wanda's magic isn't in control at this point. Wanda can't control her own magic at this point. Okay. This woman does need to be sedated just a little bit, just for a little while. Let's, let's work through what's going on here. This woman performs more therapy on her than anyone else in this series. Oh, so, so well. And like, you know, I I have this under a heading Agatha along because there's that song where they're like, ha ha, it was Agatha the whole time (laughs) pulling the strings. And I was like, what was Agatha all along? Was it Agatha all along slowly trying to nudge Wanda into realizing that she's in some sort of self-made delusion, uh, but softly and gently so she doesn't react violently, which Wanda does uh, when provoked by the the shield, the sword or whatever? Yeah, you know, and like Captain Rambo. Even when Captain yes. Rambo comes in and is like trying to be nice, Trying to be good, being like, listen, I understand your struggles here. You got to calm down. Yeah. So all Agatha is doing is pushing people, like pushing Wanda a little bit to come to terms with this. And like, I think, I think she even has a line. She's like, I've been trying to nudge you awake, but you seem more concerned with falling apart. Uh, So this is how we got here. And the other thing that kind of comes across as evil that she does is she says, um, I take power from the undeserving. It's kind of my thing, right? Yeah. She's like, Ooh, I'm going to steal your power. But this is the, this is, this is the analogy I give. Okay. This is like if grandma mistakes the gas pedal for the brake and shoots her car through the front window of a coffee shop, and you discover that grandma doesn't have a driver's license even. <laughs> oh, yeah. Has had no training how to drive whatsoever. You take away the keys. That's the responsible thing to do. And Agatha has discovered that uh, Wanda is, quote, the Scarlet Witch, which is very powerful. Yes, and, and driven her car zero training as a witch. every house in town. <laughs> She's destroying places. It's wild. And most of the stuff that Agatha does is, yeah, it really like, it it is that. It is nudging her towards like, like at one moment she's like, oh, do you want me to do the line again? Like, do you want to retake this part? And one is like, what are you talking about? Like it's, it becomes so obvious that it's like, she oh, is I, really trying to get to the bottom of it and not just take her power. I loved how awkward that scene was too. Like the way that that mm-hmm. was acted where she goes, do you want me to take that again? And like Paul Bettany's vision is just like, what, what's happening? What's going on? And Wanda's all confused. Like it's, it's, it genuinely felt like it took me out of the show for a minute. Yeah. But like in a really good way, which is exactly like the intent of it is to take you out of the, sh- the, the show within the show. Uh, I love that moment so much. It was shocking and like just like it upset me a little bit when it happened. Like, oh God, you forgot your lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> line, please. He's asking for a line, like in a play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that was a really, I lo- well, I love, I just love, um, uh, why can't I think of her name right now? Catherine. Catherine, Catherine what's her last name? Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn. Yes, that's it. Catherine Hahn. I just rewatched, um, Oh man, I'm so old. I can't think of two things in a row. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Parks and Rec. There it is. Hey, I just finished watching Parks and Rec and she's so good in Parks and Rec too. Oh, is she the campaign manager? Yes. And she's absolutely, she's just phenomenal. She's so fucking funny. Everything she says is hilarious to me. I always like when you see um, actors that you like show up in a Marvel movie because like, you're like, yeah, you're you're doing okay. Like you you earn this. This is mm-hmm. like the big payday mm-hmm. for you. This is gonna be this is gonna pay dividends down the road. Like Randall Park, same thing. Like that's why I was so happy to see him in this too. Cause I was just like, oh man, I, I'm so glad Randall Park's working, you know. Uh Kat oh, he Denning's, was great and always be thing. my maybe. So good. Oh, oh man. Yeah, yeah. I haven't actually I think I've only seen pieces of that. I should You should out. watch that movie. It's really yeah. it's not like it's not gonna blow your socks off, but it's a really good rom com. It's like a nice it's a perfect afternoon movie. Fair Keanu enough. Reeves is great in it. There's a lot I've of good that. stuff in it. I love Ali Wong. Oh, um, oh, yeah, get it done. Watch it. It's fun. It's fun. Um, okay, so to get back to Agatha, there's one really big main point I want to hit for this lady, which is she says something very important. Um, first, she says she mentions that uh, what Wanda is using is chaos magic which I think is an important point. And secondarily, she says, it's your destiny to destroy the world. It's your destiny to destroy the world. Okay, so this is what, this this has been like pre-written. This is in books. This woman, all she knows is magic and this world. She's very educated in this area. And Subject says, matter expert is what Yes, we're exactly. <laughs> Subject matter expert. She says, your destiny is to destroy the world. She probably knows what she's talking about. So in that respect, I think this very much makes Agatha a hero. Your destiny is to destroy the world. I'm going to try and take your power away from you. Great. I'm going to try speech. and stop the destruction of the world. And also save these people in the town. Yes. That she reiterates again and again. She's like, you think these people are having fun? And it's not her doing that. You know what I mean? It's not her putting bad words in their mouth. It's just like they get released and are like, please kill me. Please let me hold my child. (laughs) It's so, And and then somebody at the end of this walks up and says, it's so sad that these villagers won't know that you're actually the hero of this story. No, no. Boo. 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 Yes, right. Boo. Absolutely. Heroes, and she's got a great line, heroes don't torture people, Wanda. Like, it's... Yeah. Heroes don't torture people. And her, the way... She got done dirty too, because her punishment for I was just about to get to that. Yes. Oh, go go off. No, 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 no. It's just okay. Here's the thing: is that we've listened for nine episodes how horrible it is to be locked under this mind witchcraft. Okay, these people haven't have gone one week pretty much. Let's say one week, nine days, whatever we would consider that. Okay. 
and they're saying, please kill me. Your punishment to this woman is she's going to do that for the rest of her life. Oh, no. A fate worse than prison. Yes. A fate worse than prison. Oh, right? God. It's, it's so bad. I can't, like, just, well, joke's on you. You're, uh, you didn't create this problem. You only tried to solve it. And now you're cursed with uh, a fate worse than death. Have fun. Bye. <laughs> you were wearing purple and to... black. Therefore, you are bad. <laughs> End of discussion. <laughs> Absolutely awful. I hope we see more of her later. Like, I hope that's not the end of it. But like, yeah, just uh, just absolutely totally justified. And I will say I I really, really liked so I, this about the show. So I, as I said, watched it from uh, week to week from the beginning. And I was so worried. Like, first of all, I think they actually do a really good job of treating uh, Wanda's trauma as something, like, real and legitimate. And, like, if you had gone through all these things that she's gone through, you'd be kind of fucked up. What I was really worried about watching this was that they were going to turn this into, like, uh, yeah, but she was tricked or she was under somebody's spell, so it's not really her or, like, something else... Like some villain made you do this or created the world and whatnot. I was so happy that it was Wanda the whole time. And I was so happy that Agatha didn't like her. It was curiosity pretty much. And like maybe a little bit of wanting what she had, but it was incidental, you know? Absolutely. And like, I th- it, it I th- just felt so good that it was Wanda. <laughs> Oh, certainly. That's a way better, more compelling storyline. And I also loved the way that they paired it up so I, I believe so smartly with sitcoms. Because that is classically what a lot of people do when you want to dissociate from your reality. Is you watch things that you already know how they end because that's comforting to you. You know you're not going to have a spike in anxiety because the, these things always end well, and I've watched this before, and this well, is very comforting for me. So t- to present like this all... One, yeah. Pardon me? That's why The Office was like number one on Netflix for so long, because it was just a comfort thing. Exactly. So, yeah. so in that, using that as the storyline to unfold this woman is so well, I I just thought it was so well done. Cause I was like, Oh, like this is really, there's a, there's a lot of, of not that the sitcom was necessarily subtle, but I felt like they put a lot of like subtle things in where you were like, Oh yes, that is actually how it is. Yeah. That's kind that is how you break down. Yeah. And I, you know, to be very serious for a minute, there's a lot of really good metaphors in there about like, that it's women who end up doing the sort of emotional or psychological work of kind of like holding a family together, right? Like that, that is the mental strain falls on the woman traditionally. Oh, buddy. I didn't even pick up on that at Uh, all. (laughs) I was completely swept away by the, uh, by the like mental health, but yeah, and it, it all this. it all ties in. Like as I said, yeah. that's kind of a more subtle metaphor. It, I think it's there. Uh, but yeah, just and like, oh my god, the episode where they actually go through um, all of Wanda's traumas 
And by the way, not all of them, because they didn't show a lot of the ones that were already shown in movies. Yeah, Like Vision dying mm. and her brother dying and uh, all the rest. But like that whole episode, you were just like, oh, that hit hard. Like, look at what you've been through. Oh, yeah, for sure. They made, they did such a good job of making her still as like we've just we've listed so many bad things she's done and i was still like but i want her to have a happy ending of course <laughs> of course please and that's, <laughs> she's gone that, through so much just that, let her have this and agatha has a great line there which i love which was like i we're going to show you all this now we've got to walk through this and wanda goes i don't want to and she goes you have to honey it's good medicine there's no way out but th- but back right like we've got to go back through this there's the only way out of this is to go back through all this stuff and like that was again, big positive for uh, Agatha there, right? <laughs> oh yeah, like, like, literally shows Wanda her origin story. Yeah, it's like, You're hey, like, do you want to go back and see what's made you what you are right now? <laughs> Let's do that. Also, you were a tiny little witch. You didn't even realize. <laughs> yeah. So you were uh, stuck under a bed with your twin brother. Uh, in the same apartment as your dead parents as a Stark missile uh, ticked away. How does that make you feel? Yeah. <laughs> Is Not that a good. primary emotion? <laughs> Is this a secondary emotion? Yeah, it's like she went through about a year of therapy in like a day there. <laughs> oh, yeah, not stuff. fun. I no. mean, definitely awareness hell, certainly. But yeah, they do a really good job of making you still go... No, but please, I hope she has a good ending. Yeah. I hope she's okay. It's what we like on this podcast, which is it's messy and complicated. Yes, definitely. Because what she's doing is wrong, but you can still identify with it. You can still go, oh, like I, you know what I mean? Like when I slipped up and kind of made my life messy. That's it. It it happens to everybody. But when it happens to a superhero, uh, yeah, exactly. It gets worse. The The radius gets much bigger. And I truly believe that what makes a good villain, and I do really think Wanda is a villain in this, is when you go, if not for a, one different choice or another set of scenarios, I could absolutely see myself being this person. Um, you know, like if I had been forced to make that choice or if I had had that happen to me, I could see myself going down the same path as they did. And for Wanda, that is 100% true like if you suffer that kind of loss if you suffer that you can totally understand how someone would end up there um and you can also understand an educated person wanting to get a hold of something that somebody doesn't know what to do with yes to solve a problem absolutely yeah uh can i defend director hayward for a second here you uh, the floor is yours (laughs) (laughs) okay so his biggest thing that I think like everyone would have a problem with is he's trying to revive vision. Okay. And, uh, he kind of lies about Wanda taking it. That's the thing I'll give you. He lies about Wanda having taken vision's body because he wants to like revive it himself. And I frankly cannot blame him. This is a man who lived through the blip, right? He was in charge of a, uh, worldwide defense organization when half his personnel had been wiped out and uh, everyone just disappeared. Thanos has won uh, and we've lost half of the superheroes who defended Earth and here's the, the, 
the a robot that just needs like a hard reboot, like a control alt delete on him to get him back up and running and fighting. I completely understand that. Oh, but it goes against the Sokovia Accords. You're you, you're not supposed to reactivate vision. Fuck that. Fuck the Sokovia <laughs> Accords. Wanda says fuck the Sokovia Accords. Uh, Captain America says fuck the Sokovia Accords. Let's just agree that the Sokovia Accords are like the law that nobody follows. Okay. Here's like, the thing. Okay, like here's like why I don't. Women can't wear hats on Saturdays. It's like it's technically still on the books, but nobody's gonna reinforce it, right? And well, you're yeah, gonna. Okay. What, okay. What's the? But we have another case of a boss not letting the whole team know what's going on, and I always disagree when you do that. I don't like it, especially. Okay, so you've got like, you've had Captain Rambo go in. You've had a drone go in and you didn't let the team member that was operating said drone know that it was armed. You you didn't. I feel like even if he did want to reanimate uh, Vision, who who not to help but Wanda talk to her? Be like, listen, we're actually trying to get this guy back online. How do we do that? <laughs> <sighs> OK, the, the talking thing, I'm not against it. I just feel like given what his job is and given how we have largely accepted that um, interventions, let's put it that way, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe work, like with Iron Man just flying. Iron Man has just satellites in there that can like shoot people from outer space, right? Yes. I think he is entirely justified in being like, we're sending in a drone to kill the thing that is taking over an entire town's worth of people. I think that is entirely within the rules of engagement that, by the way, everybody is fine with in every other Marvel property. <laughs> oh, no, it's not that, but it's just the fact that you, whoever's operating the machine should know what the machine's doing. Okay, so, you, put, you put somebody else in that seat. You put someone else in that seat and go, hey, this is the drill. <laughs> so, this is what we're doing. Okay, I will maybe give you poor management style is what I will give you. Uh, but like when they hack into his system, they're like, oh my God, look, he's up to something. He's tracking vision and he's been able to get a count of all the people in the town. He must be up to something. Oh no, fuck you, Darcy. That's just his job. Like he's in a hostage situation and he's found a way to track what he thinks is maybe one of the perpetrators. He doesn't really know at that point. And the, the townspeople who are being held hostage, that's not up to something. That's what literally everybody working in this thing is supposed to be doing. And obviously, Director Hayward is not doing that himself. There's just another team of people doing their own thing. He like, shoots at two children. Imaginary in children. The <laughs> no, real children. <laughs> children imaginary that have free will. <laughs> Imaginary he he unloads an entire clip at them. <laughs> imaginary children who are actively trying to disarm and prevent the rescue of, <sighs> of civilians. Superpowered, superpowered individuals. I completely back his decision to take uh, Rambo, <laughs> Wu, and Darcy off of this because they're just not playing along. And I, I would argue that everything they don't know, except for maybe the missile thing, the armed thing, is because they're taken off of the project or that they didn't need to know as part of their job, right? Like, well, if they didn't need to know it, then why even lie? Lie, well, like what, lie about the vision thing? Yeah, like, why, like 
because it, it to me was very clear that he set up that whole scenario to look like she stole it. Like he knew she he was going to come that. in and freak out, right? Uh, again, well, he knew. Yeah, because you're no, not calling that woman in. You're not showing her in that capacity. Like if you just wanted her to be chill and fine, you would actually just bring her down to that room and be like, OK, this is what we're going on. You oh. want her to break the window. You want her to freak out a bit. So first of all, I don't think that's what happened at all. So, so okay, let's look at the timeline here. Okay. So Rambo comes back, meets mm-hmm. Hayward, and is immediately sent to investigate this sort of thing, right? Yeah. And, she, and, and he says it's been three weeks since the blip or the unblip or whatever it is, people coming back. You're the first person to, to come back. So this is three weeks, which means Wanda also came back from the blip. Which means that she went in there with a week and a half back. They had no fucking clue what to do. He had no time to plan this to 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 come up. She just showed up at the building. He was nice enough to be like, come in and I'll show you what's up. But she's the one blowing doors off of things and shattering windows. And he's just very much like, and I completely agree with this. She's like, I want to bury him. He's like, I'm not going to let you bury $3 billion worth of vibranium. And in the world where they live in, any insecure place that or unsecure place where vision is buried, some maniac with some Tony Stark level intelligence is going to try and reanimate him and use him for evil. Oh, yeah. OK, but here's here's my pitch for this. OK, because if he really did care or was like, I just want her to come in and and be fu- or feel better. I absolutely agree with you that they should not bury this thing. OK, they should not bury vision. That's insane. Okay. And I absolutely agree with you. But if you're coming in to see the body of your deceased love, the love of your life, would you not remove the people that are like literally taking them apart in front of this woman? Would you not go, hey, could you guys clear the floor for a second? We're just going to come down or we're going to let her see or whatever. Instead, we're just going to watch. You're just going to watch this person get pulled apart in front of you. Um, we're not, we're not trying to antagonize you at all. Certainly, <laughs> certainly we're not. We're definitely not. But um, acting, please just watch like us pull out his veins just real quick, real quick. Okay. Shut down gonna, operation for two minutes. I'm going to chalk you up to another poor management style. <laughs> ah! Again, this guy thrust into a leadership position ah. because half the people in the world went away. Second of all, it's not like she made an appointment. She just showed up and started blowing the doors off the place. And he was like, all right, I'll talk to you. But you're right. Maybe uh, give her a we, minute. You know, right? a little respect. Can, can we have the room? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give her the room. That's all I'm saying. Okay, you can just like they're but literally I'll, taking saws to him and stuff, man. Just get, just take a time. Just take a time out. It's fine. The, the only thing I see you arguing here is poor management. He's not a good manager. That doesn't mean he deserves to be like arrested. And Wanda certainly deserved to be taken out, given. Nah, uh, as soon as he here. pointed a gun at two children I'm at, and I'm unloaded. <laughs> unloaded he's a bad man to defend if you don't admit they're no 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 yeah yeah he's a bad man i don't like him i also just don't like his energy like he's got that billionaire energy that i do not care for and i will not defend his management energy is what he's got no he's he's like every boss you've ever had who told you to do something you didn't want to do that's what it is no 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 he looks like he was in one of those articles about how he wakes up at 5 a.m every day (laughs) you don't work hard unless you you're tired. You gotta do the hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I meditate I will... for six hours. Like, I can't. I can't. What, who are you? Who are, who's getting anything done? 
Um, the only other thing I will mention for Hayward, and I think this puts a, a nail in it for him, it like gives him so much leeway, way more than we uh, than uh, uh, he's given or that people give Wanda, which is uh, you have no idea what it's been like these past five years. Like he he has not had an easy go of things trying to secure the world from threats, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't like them. I just uh, I what, in, in closing arguments. Eh, <laughs> like, <laughs> in summation, unconvinced. Yeah, no, I don't. I I at no point, except for okay, I will say this: there was one moment where I was like, "Yeah, he's super fucking right." Is when um they're they're kind of like debriefing and they're kind of going over what's happening, and the crew is basically trying to defend Wanda. And be like, no, like she's good. And he's like, she's the main victimizer. Like she is the pro- yeah. problem. And I'm like, well, yeah, you you are 100% correct. Yeah. And he takes them off it because he goes, you have consistently advocated for these super powered individuals. That's not what we're doing right now. I'm reassigning you. I'm taking you off the case. I'm all for that. I think yeah. they were actively hampering his efforts to try and resolve the situation. They're No, I'm not saying him. he made no good decisions. Yeah. <laughs> But mostly bad, in my opinion. If I'm doing a tally, I would say he's he's definitely on the bad side. All right. I mean, I'm giving him a real... Uh, I'm going to give him mismanagement, probably should lose his job, maybe a formal write-up. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I, I, think, I think he's all right. He's no Wanda. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, dark the second... Again, guys, if you go back... If you've watched this once and you're like, wow... Time for a second watch. Just buckle up, buddy, because it is darker on the second watch. Yeah, absolutely. It is, uh, yeah, it's it's not the same. <laughs> um, I think that pretty much does it for us. There's a few things we didn't touch on. Uh, Piedro, how could you? Like, There's so it's much. All, oh, it's so good. I could. I'm. I was so excited to do this one. I'm so still. I'm still so pumped. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm jazzed. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think that's it. I think, uh, what do you say? Time for our definitive rankings of how good the villain is. Yes, I do believe so. For myself, I am doing, I believe we've kind of similar ones this week, but, um, I did, I'm ranking, um, Agatha, of course, my number one favorite witch on the after school special uh, scale. So, um, from finding cigarettes in a backpack to, you shouldn't be hanging out with that strange man. I am going to give Agatha a saying no to drugs. A great message for the children, I think. Just a great, just out here trying to help the children. <laughs> How can we not support that? Uh, what do you got, Craig? Yeah, so I've got yeah, the TV trope scale. Uh, so I, I'm doing Hayward. So on a scale of two dates on the same night. Wow. Uh, <laughs> How am I ever going to figure it out? Uh, to it was all a dream. Uh, I'm gonna give Hayward a late season character edition. Your your regular old Poochie, because uh, no one likes them because they were brought in to take out a beloved character, uh, but are necessary to keep things moving. So oh, that's go. pretty. That's good. That's good. A, I like that. Give him that one. <laughs> 
And uh, we're going to get to our heroes and villains of the week in a second. But in the meantime, there's a couple ways that you guys can help support the podcast. So uh, this is, uh, what is this, April, I think? Uh, I don't know. Check check your phone for the date. What <laughs> check is your phone. Check your phone. What are, what are we, a calendar? Uh, no. But guys, uh, brand new logo out. You've probably seen it on your, your feed and everything. It's nice and pointy. And along with that, we've got some really cool new merch available in our store. We've taken some of our favorite villains, gripped them all together. So we have a fairy tale one with some maybe of your favorite uh, uh, Disney uh, villains, uh, <laughs> prosthesis hand sailor, uh, <laughs> the uh, facial abrasion lion, uh, octopus sea witch is another one uh, in there. Uh, we also have our creatures with jaws and the gremlins and stuff like that. Uh, hopefully... Our superhero one is back up at this point. We will see. We're making some tweaks to that one. Uh, but you can check all those out. Uh, they're really cool designs at vwrstore.fromsuperheroes.com. Um, as well, if you want to help support the production costs of the podcast, we are on Patreon. Patreon.com slash the villain was right. Uh, you can sign up there to become a, a golem level patron and get two bonus episodes every month uh on stuff that maybe the villain wasn't right and uh we certainly don't talk about on the regular podcast uh so absolutely check that out at uh, patreon.com slash the villain was right and as always if you want to reach out to us reach out to us at vwr podcast on twitter villain was right at gmail.com and uh villain was right on facebook you can hit us up like our page there of course you can always follow either of us get at us every message is read uh if it's if we don't get back to you right away we will i promise or i've at least noted your suggestions we love getting suggestions so please keep sending those in you guys make our job so much easier when you do that I love to, we love to, we want to know what you want to listen to. So please keep that up. This was definitely one that we had heard some people making some noise about. Please talk about this. And we could see why as soon as I started watching it. So yeah, hit us up, get at us and, you know, questions, comments, whatever. Keep sending. Also, guys, please keep sending the raccoon stuff. Somebody (laughs) tweeted at me the other day. Um, It was a photo of like a report of a raccoon and it was like this raccoon has been shot in the face and is still going probably zombie raccoon please send help basically oh my god i was like that is the best villain origin story i've ever heard i love that so much so guys keep sending those out love them love them every time uh and now as always it is time for our heroes and villains of the week what do you have for us craig yeah, so this is, I've got a bit of a hero of the week. This is actually one Rebecca was uh, not present for, but uh, is... <laughs> it's on the phone I was, with I you. I was on the phone with Rebecca <laughs> while this happened. Uh, so I was out uh, kind of wandering around. We were having one of our, uh, uh, you know, one of our fests where we just kind of calls where we just let off a little bit of steam. Yeah, like I, the, the H to H's, you know what I mean? You just got to have, you got to you gotta open up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so um, this is about like hour two of me walking around the city just like <laughs> venting. And like all of a sudden, uh, like I'm just walking down the street by my house and I just hear this meow and I look over and there's this like such a fluffy cat just like making direct eye contact with me across the street and running towards me, just meowing like in a way that's like, Fred, 
friend, friend, I found you, friend. <laughs> like, I've never felt like a cat is making eye contact with me before. And it just ran right up to me. It was like, friend. And then it was like, oh, no. Like, you're not who I thought you were. And he, like, kind of puts his head down and walks back across the street and then just sits in the middle of the road. And I'm like, what the hell was that? Like, what just <laughs> And then, like, so I'm just like, hang on, Rebecca. Like, I absolutely need to deal with this right now. And so, like, then I just, like, slowly walk back over to him. And he's, like, sitting there just kind of, like, meowing nicely. And I I check his collar, and he's got an, a tag on him. And I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do? Like, it's got it's got a collar and a name tag on him, which means that he's probably supposed to be outside. You know, I never know. I don't know what yeah. the rules are. <laughs> well, and the the other thing, like if it if this cat had had like, you know, a lip scar or like patchy in somewhere, I'd be like, you're fine. Uh, but this was a soft cat, and I mean both like physically soft and emotionally soft. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like an emotional. I just love the thought of an emotionally soft cat. Yeah, they're uh, they are. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain <laughs> something when you see a cat out in the wild or out in the, your neighborhood, you're like, that's an outdoor cat. Yeah. They slink low. They carry themselves a certain way. You know, you're like, that cat knows what's up. This cat did not do that. at all. This cat looked lost as fuck. And I'm just like, what do I do? Like, am I supposed to pick this cat up and take it home with me and like call the people? And then like, as I'm debating this and like, I'm on the phone with Rebecca being like, Oh, what, what should I do? Huh? Like, yeah. Like, pan, like I, I'm now responsible for the life of this cat. Yeah. Like this cat, like, by the way, I'm, I'm walking around this neighborhood and there's posters up all over for like, we lost our cat, please. We're still miss. We miss Kevin. I'm like, Kevin's dead, man. This is COVID. Coyotes oh, are everywhere these days. The raccoons uh, got him. Not that, yeah. Not the raccoons, the coyotes, Jesus, who also eat raccoons. It's a whole thing going on in the city right now like the wilderness is taking the city back uh check out my hero next week as well <laughs> for details <laughs> of that. but it, then anyway the happy ending to the story is like as i'm trying to decide this um this guy i see this guy down the street and the cat just like takes off towards him and i just signal to him like is that yours and he's like it's fine and i'm like oh thank god <laughs> like, I love when somebody f- solves your problem immediately. Like you're like, oh, thank God, this isn't my problem. This is, <laughs> yeah. this isn't even a problem. So that's my hero of the week. It was just kind of like nice to see, like nice to interact with a like a nice friendly little animal, really soft, soft little soft boy. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. I funny, funnily enough, I um, I'm gonna launch my story actually kind of starts on the same day that we had that phone conversation. <laughs> because if you remember that phone fo- conversation, Craig, I started pretty fucking fired up. <laughs> I was very upset. <laughs> okay. Because again, not maybe, maybe not super interesting, very, very mild problems for me to be having, but I had a very bad timing week. I don't know if you've ever had a, t- a week where you're just like, I am not synced with anything properly. Something is off. I'm operating at a different frequency than everybody else. I have not timed my life well. So as you all know, I I believe I talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, somebody stole my credit card number. Anyway, so I had to get a new credit card. And of course, they say, you know, oh, it's going to come in, you know, seven to ten business days. (laughs) Yes, of course. The mail has been super duper on time, right? So I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And eventually a month goes past and I still don't have a credit card. 
which is fine. Like, I mean, it honestly, great life hack. If you want to save some money, oh, buddy, not having a credit card really saves you from those like impulse purchases. You like you like I actually like there's you know, I had a full month where I actually had to like go out to a store if I wanted something. Um, I couldn't order anything, although all my uh, subscriptions started to become canceled. And I was like, all right, we really need to get on this. So a full month goes by and I'm like, you know what? It's not coming. I'm going to call these people. So I call them. I call them at like noon. OK, call them at noon. Get the, he's like, okay, no problem. You know what we're going to do? We're going to send it directly to the branch. You can go pick it up at a branch. It'll be two to four days. And in my head, I'm like, well, why wasn't this an original option? <laughs> this is way better. And it must cost you the same amount of money to send it to a branch than it does to send it to my home, if not less. Anyway. So I'm like, okay, that sounds great. Thank you so much. But he also doesn't give me any information. Like, are they going to call? Like, well, how does this work? When you say two to four, does that mean you expect me to check in every day? I don't know what to do, right? So whatever, I'm like, that's fine. Does my credit card show up not two hours later in the mail? <laughs> <laughs> two hours later, of I course, check the of mail. Course it does. Oh, of course it does. my God. I like, I, do you know when you just don't even, re like when you just stare at something for like 15 seconds and you don't even react because your brain's glitching? It's like, what the fuck? Why? Anyway, so I'm just staring at this envelope. Finally, I'm like, all right. After like 15 minutes of looking at it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to deal with this right away. I call them. I'm like, hey, is there any way I can use the card that's in my hands? Can we cancel? And the woman's like, no, I'm so sorry. We've already canceled that card. We can't uncancel it. And I, okay, you're going to think I'm such a child, but I don't care. This is, this is another point of negativity to me. The card I received in the mail the, um, the, like the, uh, the number on the, like the, you know how they give the, you those little activation numbers or whatever. It was right. 69. I was like, I'm never going to ah! forget that. I'm never going to forget. <laughs> I am a teenage boy. I will never forget that number anyway. So that was another 420. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, fuck. Right. So I got to cut that card and I cut that card anyway. So finally four days goes by and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. It's four days. Okay. I'm on my lunch break. I'm like, I'm going to head out, get this card because like I only have Netflix right now. And that is simply not enough. <laughs> this is really, this is really privileged problems. But I was like, I can't only Netflix. What am I <laughs> caveman? I can't live like this anyway. So I go to pick it up. And firstly, I don't know if you guys have noticed this. People are getting squirrelier and squirrelier. There are a lot of people I think that don't have outlets or people to talk to. And when they get in front of a service employee, they go, here's, let me vomit my life all over you, please. <laughs> so I'm standing in line at the bank and there are, there's a man, I'm watching this man describe his entire life to this woman about how his, his, you know, uh, terrible ex took out, like, I, I like, I know he's a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Like, I know that. And I know his ex caused it apparently. Okay. And, and that he had needed to make a payment and she was like, oh, well, I can take some of that out of your line of credit. He's like, not like that bitch ex-wife of mine. Like, he's just like <laughs> screaming in the middle of this and so passionate or whatever. I'm just, I'm like, this is so crazy, right? But whatever, it happens. I'm seeing it happen more and more. And I kind of get it because I'm like, people are snapping, whatever. Anyway, finally I get to the front. This guy's like, oh, let me take care of it. He's like kind of like the office manager or whatever. 
And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. No, we don't have it. It hasn't come in today, but the male guy hasn't come in. And I'm like, okay, no problem. He's like, but we can call you. We'll call you when it comes in. I'm like, great. That's all I need to know. I'm going to leave. And he goes, no, no, come to the office with me. Come to the office. And I'm like, what? For what? This guy gets me in his office and then starts talking to me about his children. (laughs) He's like... <laughs> he's just like, oh, and it just starts talking about how he named his children and like the argument he had with his wife about it and how they came together afterwards and figured out a solution for it. And I sat in his office for like five to ten minutes while this man described me his life, gave me no service at all. <laughs> I, I was just like, what's going on? I finally left. Like, and you know when you're leaving and the person is still fall, like they're still talking to you? Yep. Like they're still in the middle of a story and you're trying to be like, I'm on my lunch break, man. Like I gotta, I gotta, I like, I literally gave up eating a sandwich to do this. You have to let me leave, <laughs> please. I finally leave, okay. I get home. Does the bank not call me one hour late? <laughs> One hour later, they're calling me, and this I'm talking to this woman on the phone, and she's giving me, like, the standard. You know what I mean? She's, she's talking to me like I'm a customer, which is good. She's like, hey, like, just want to let you know uh, your card's in. You can come pick it up during business hours at any time. Just so you know it's here, please bring two pieces of ID, whatever. <laughs> Who do I hear in the back? Tell, tell her it's Steve. Tell her it's Steve. <laughs> tell her Steve found it. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? Anyway, I got my card. That's good. You made a new friend. I made a new friend. Steve. Steve's my new friend. I know a lot about him. And um, thank you, Steve, (laughs) for getting my card together. You're you're my hero of the week, Steve. There you go. That's a roller coaster for me. Uh, Oh, my God. That's great. Uh, So that does it uh, for us this week on the podcast. Uh, Rebecca, where can people get a hold of you? As always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, and you can follow me at Craig Fake Comedy on Facebook or Twitter. And uh, that's it for The Villain Was Right this week. Uh, next week, stay tuned. Uh, we got a very special guest for uh, Paranormal Activity is what Ooh. we've got lined up. So interesting to see. Spooky, spooky. Uh, so guys, thank you so much for listening. This is The Villain Was Right, reminding you to go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>